Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome in here on a Thursday. So I sent you an idea this morning for something to keep you warm if the studio <laughs> was still freezing. Yeah, it's it's not so bad today. It, okay. I was expecting, I mean, it's also a little bit warmer outside today. Yeah, so sun's that, out. Yeah, that may be a big part of it, but it's not terribly cold, although it is chilly enough that uh, Colin's wearing his hoodie and I've got my hockey sweater on, so All right. life is good. That's not too bad. Hey, I, I've got a question. Is Has there ever been an app update that made everybody go, wow, this is great. Or has every single one of them in history, in human history, been like the worst thing that ever happened? So <laughs> you hit a nerve there. Um, Do tell. If you've ever been listening, I'm sure I'm sure you haven't, because if Ryan Weber's ever been in, it's because you've been out. Um, Ryan Weber, our dear friend that used to run the KC Tech Council, who's a good friend of mine, used to get on me a lot like kind of gave up on the would you get an iphone for the love thing please (laughs) kind of kind of gave up on that but i don't like it when my phone updates when it just updates the entire software of the phone like i will delay that yeah as many times as humanly possible because of all the changes that happens and it just happened while i was gone like i because of the time change i couldn't yeah i couldn't do anything about it and this is ruining my life. <laughs> so um, I, nothing is where nothing looks the same. Yeah. It's all the defaults are different. So in answer to your question, no, I have never found an app that I'm delighted to have. I didn't. Yeah, I, it, there's never been an update that made me go, oh, finally, they did that. No, no, no. Uh, somebody just texted in the last iPhone update was awesome. I'll take your word for it, I guess. I'm sure mine updated. Maybe that's what caused the problem. But uh, yeah, it's it, it, the system updates. Jen does the same thing with her computers. I'll go to use one of her computers and get you know a message that says you haven't updated this thing since 2013. <laughs> It, yeah, it there's might, a reason. It, it might be time. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, this morning I, I was a little late getting the Zoom together because all of a sudden I couldn't find how to invite you. So <laughs> I have now since found it and, and everything's okay. But it's like, why did they move that? I knew where it was. Something in the, uh, in the last update that happened on my phone um, when I was gone, it happened like in the middle of the night at some point I woke up. Um, and the big thing that happened with the change was – I would sometimes watch Netflix on my phone while I was like sitting in an airport or something like that. I downloaded stuff before I left. And suddenly um, the brightness on the screen, whenever I had Netflix running on my phone, Mm -hmm. would go to almost dark. 
to the point that I couldn't see it. Oh, okay. The number of things that I had to do to figure <laughs> out that what had happened was it wasn't like some deep internal setting in the app. It was the little slider bar on the side that controls brightness. Oh, okay. When you have it running is normally just up. It's normally just to the brightness. I like it. For some reason, in that update, it put that bar down to zero. There are two things that drive me crazy. One of them is when I accidentally lock the screen in place so that it doesn't turn when you turn the phone. Yeah. Because I never know where that is. And the other thing is, and I found this out when I was uh, in, in New York last year, that the the uh, the little button on the iPhone menu that has that and it also has the, uh, the, the flashlight, right next to the flashlight is Do Not Disturb. So I was using the flashlight and, and accidentally put my phone on do not disturb it. And my, my wife, I get this panicked phone call from her. What's going on? I had no idea that I had put the phone on do not disturb. So, yeah, they need to separate that stuff a little better than they do. The other thing that's happening with it, aren't you happy that you brought this up, is that um, now I run Android Auto through my car. I don't need to. But the only thing that does for me that just Bluetooth doesn't is navigation can run through the screen of my car. And I just kind of always like to have the map up. Yeah. I, it's it's weird. It's just a thing. And so ever since the update, I my car no longer recognizes the Android Auto app on my phone. Okay. Yeah, that, that's similar to, I'm sure, to Apple CarPlay. Where yes, anything, right. yeah, anything that shows up with phone calls, your, your yep. music from the phone, whatever, it's all in that one little box. So now... I'm not doing this this week because I don't have the brain power for it, but like this weekend or at some point before I drive to Illinois for Christmas, I will figure out, is it the cord now that's the problem? I mean, I even uh -huh. bought, a because I had this problem before, I even bought a Verizon cord, which was like $40 as opposed to the $2 one that I use at home. Oh, yeah. Absolutely nothing is working to make that work. <laughs> and this is just like. And these devices are supposed to make our lives easier. Right. And they do. It's dramatically easier until... Until they mess with something. And then all of a sudden it goes right down the tubes. Which they think is going to make your life easier. They think they're making updates to make your phone more secure. And this, right after we got the update or the, the text message that said the last iPhone update was awesome, somebody texted in after that and said, my latest update is driving me crazy. Bluetooth is all jacked up and doesn't work with my CarPlay anymore. Just leave it alone. That's what I say every stinking time. One of the apps updates and I go, oh, no, why? Just leave it alone. It was working fine. Was this the update that was supposed to keep it from getting hot? Wasn't that the problem with the new iPhone is that it was getting hot? Yeah. Mine apparently never had that problem, but okay. I think it was just, I think it was the bigger one because uh, okay. I got the regular sized iPhone, but if you got the one that was the plus or whatever it is, that that was the one I think that got hot. Okay. So. And in terms of the only apps that I love it when they update is I now have the metric system app on my phone, mm -hmm. which saved me a lot of grief. In the course of two and a half weeks of not knowing oh, just how many liters of gas it was going to take me to fill my car gotcha. when my brain works in gallons. Like that app just stayed front page of the phone all the time. Yep. Yeah. It, and there's there's little system is weird. Right. Yeah. And there's there's little, you know, uh, shortcuts that you can use for that. I mean, the liter is essentially a quart, but not quite. So the right, you know, the, the more you can't just multiply by four because the further you get into it or the farther you get into it, uh, the less that works. It's the same thing with the uh, the old shortcut for Celsius to Fahrenheit was double it and add 30. 
which it really isn't. It's multiply by nine, divide by five, and then add 32. But it was close enough. Sort of the way I did that was I knew that 17 degrees Celsius was pleasant. (laughs) Yeah. And that 35 is miserable. 35 is unbelievably hot. Yeah. It's just the closer we get to 35, the more I'm going to hate it. And the closer it gets to like 13, it's going to it's going to be nice outside. So, yeah, that that was all I needed for that time. Are you going to immediately leave the show at two o'clock today and go ride the Ferris wheel that opens at noon today that we thought wasn't going to open before Christmas 24 hours ago? I am not. But but you have the option to do that. And that was funny. Yeah, because yesterday, oh, well, the, the restaurant thing didn't pass inspection. And so it's, it's not going to open until after Christmas. And then all of a sudden, no, no, no. Today. At, what is it? Noon? Yep, that it's going to open? today. Wow. Okay. That was a quick turnaround. It almost makes me at two, at least, um, like, I just want, I'm not going to go, but I want to take a ride because it's not that far from me and just go see what it looks like to have it running. And if anybody's on it, sure, which somebody will be, this is kids are, uh, they're not off yet, but somebody's off work that will go and try to do this this afternoon. I just want to see what it looks like with it running. Yeah. I, I, and, and just the curiosity, I'm sure they've tested it, but I've never been by it when it's been tested. So yeah, I'm sure they've tested it. Uh, yeah. It, it, I, which means it's been running at one point, just there was nobody yeah. on it, but I never saw it when it was in motion. So I'm curious how fast it goes. That's, that's always my curiosity with a Ferris wheel is, am I going to ride this thing? Based on that, and it's they're enclosed, right? All the little gondolas, they're they're, yes. they're not the, the the wide open ones. No, I can't do that. That freaks me out. Um, me too. Yeah, yeah. I don't like the wide open ones. There's something about more of the possibility of falling. Lately, we've had so many stories in the last couple of years about carnival rides getting stuck and yeah. people getting stuck upside down. That I don't know that I'm inclined to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm going to let other people go for a while first. And like, you don't go to a restaurant the first week it opens. No. Yeah, let them work the kinks out a little bit first. It's like the old wives tale about not buying a car that was built on Monday or Friday. <laughs> yes. You, you, want, you want one that was a midweek. Right. Food's the same way. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I don't know how this came together suddenly so quickly, but as of yesterday, it wasn't going to be open yet. Something magically happened in the last 24 hours. In fact, it was like early yesterday afternoon that they made the announcement that it was going to be open today at noon. Yeah. So, so they went in, in the space of four or five hours from don't don't expect it to here it is. Uh, texter said the wheel doesn't go very fast. Saw it yesterday while they were testing it. So uh, they did test it. That's good news. And maybe okay. that's what it was. And maybe that's all it took is you know, doing that last test and going, yep, everything's okay. Go ahead and open the thing up. But uh, yeah, good to know. That makes it much more likely that I will eventually hop on board. Uh, the food and beverage location won't be open until next year. So got it next year is soon. So that's fine. Uh, all right. We'll take a break here coming up. There is news about an audit from Kansas city. They audited the Kansas city human resources department. And there was a lot of money that was spent on something it should not have been spent on. We'll find out how that happened. Came up next on KMBZ. Welcome in here on a Thursday morning. Okay, so there was an audit that was done uh, with the Kansas City Human Resources Department. This is Kansas City, Missouri. And the audit found that the city spent nearly $2 million on health benefits for ineligible former employees. 
neat. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and about a third of that was actually about a quarter of that was the the cost of the health insurance itself. So you have somebody who leaves and for a period of time, some people are eligible to keep that insurance for a brief period of time and then it's supposed to run out. Others, they lose it the day they're gone. But either way, they kept going because they said the system that communicates between the city's human resources department and Blue Cross Blue Shield that it didn't always work the way it should, which <laughs> seems like it's a big problem. So about mm-hmm. half a million dollars of that, about a quarter of it, was the insurance payments themselves, about 150, 1.5 million of that. So yeah, half a million was the insurance, and 1.5 million, or roughly that, was uh, the the amount that the, uh, the, that the coverage paid for. So if you had people that were using that insurance, I wonder how they knew that it wasn't gone yet. But it paid for medical procedures that they weren't supposed to be covered for. Help me out here. Is this people that, um, because it said former city employees who, because like you said, some people still get health insurance even after they're gone. Yep. Are we count? This is the part that counts for after that part, like even after you're gone, after that 30 days or whatever it is, they continued to still get health insurance yes. and file claims, and those claims were paid even after that window where they should no longer have had it. Exactly. Yeah, And it is 30 days. Uh, you were exactly right on that. So that 30-day period runs out. And for, for some reason, they just were never dropped off the rolls. And then if you go to the emergency room or whatever, or you have a medical procedure that's scheduled, or just a doctor's visit, that Blue Cross Blue Shield kept picking up the tab for that because they weren't informed that those employees had been gone for 30 days and that their insurance should be cut off. Okay, whose job is that? to tell Blue Cross Blue Shield that you no longer have coverage with them. The cities. Be- okay, because I'm looking at who should be responsible for paying the money back to the city. Especially because I'm going back and forth a little bit. If it's if it's you as a former employee, you know darn well that you got 30 days of health insurance and that after that, you shouldn't, you're not covered anymore. So did you, as you're going to doctor's appointments, say, man, give it a shot. It might go through. And then you're pleasantly surprised when it does. Yeah. And you just keep your mouth shut. To, to me, there's there's a problem there that, that if they, you know, you know, you know how long your insurance lasts. Because for a lot of people, if you've ever quit a job and you choose that date, like I think it's true in a lot of states, I know it is here, that if you are covered by insurance on the first day of the month, you're covered for the entire month. So a lot of people, when they wait to quit, will wait and quit on the first day of a month so they've got insurance for the entire month. So you know that about yourself. So was it, should some of this be on the people that continue to file claims when they knew they didn't have insurance? Probably. Or should it be on whomever at the city didn't wasn't double-checking the communication with the insurance company. Well, see, this is what's maddening about this particular report. And yes, I'm going to hop right on you, Fox 4, because that's the, they're the ones who had this story, is they end the article with the Human Resources Department has already recovered $418,000 of the $1.9 million in payments by the time the audit was released on Tuesday. What they don't say is, recovered it from whom? Right. Did they recover it right. from the people that, that that were getting health insurance that you know that they were paying for? Because 
I mean, if these are people who no longer work for them and don't have a job, then, I mean, they, they may have gone on to a bigger and better job. So I, I'm sure they could have. But why would I let's say for the sake of argument that that insurance stayed in place, but the people who were insured weren't aware of it because they didn't have any medical procedures happen. Oh, you yeah. Know, mm-hmm. Let's say for six months they were insured, but never used it. Yeah. Well, you can make them pay that back. They, they didn't use the coverage. They didn't know that money was being spent on them. How would you recover that? So if you're going to go after the insurance company to pay it back, the insurance company is going to say, we didn't know they had been fired exactly. or had left. Because your system didn't tell us. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe that's part of that 418000 If they got it back from Blue Cross Blue Shield, that they could have said, okay, well, listen, you, we paid you our part of this. So it was for employees that weren't covered, but they never used the insurance. It didn't cost you anything. So why don't you bounce that back to us? That may be a piece of that. But if somebody did, I mean, keep in mind that balance, that $1.5 million worth almost of what happened here was medical procedures that were paid for. Yeah. And so Blue Cross can't just give, well, they can. I mean, they've got a boatload of money. $1.5 million isn't going to mean much to Blue Cross Blue Shield. But it would seem to me that if they paid for medical procedures, they're not going to want to just reimburse that because they, I mean, then they'd be on the hook for it twice. Right. So if I'm, yeah, like let's, um, let's just use the surgery as an example. Um, let's say you decided to have knee surgery at some point, mm-hmm. you know, like it wasn't emergent, but you decided to have knee surgery at some point because now you're not working and you've got the time that you can sit at home and, and, <laughs> right. and heal. And I don't know what that costs, but let's make it easy and say it's a hundred thousand dollars. I have absolutely no clue. And so insurance pays out 90,000 of that. Like you get to cover some of that on your own, but insurance pays out 90,000. If I'm Blue Cross Blue Shield, I'm mad that I paid out $90,000 that I shouldn't have. And I'm going to the city saying, you didn't tell us that this person had dropped, but neither did the person who, cause you're right. There's a certain segment of people that had nothing done, but the person that did knew they didn't have insurance anymore. And in that case, that's who you would go after, I I think. I mean, it seems like that would be the right thing to do is say, wait a minute, you got a medical procedure on insurance you knew you weren't supposed to have. (laughs) Sorry, doesn't work that way. You owe us 90 grand or whatever. Now, if this is a technical issue, which it might be, if this is a computer issue where the computer you tell the computer this person's no longer with us the computer notifies because it's not just health insurance you got to notify it's 401k it's whoever else you got to tell if this is a computer problem i'm going to the software company or the hardware company or whatever it is and saying you cost us (laughs) 1.4 million dollars oh wow because of the money that we're going to be out now this is going to be one person chasing another person for money. Big time. Yeah. So w- what remains of that $1.4 million balance that's still out there? Uh, yeah. Who do they go after for it? And how are they ever going to hope to get it back? And what do you do to make sure this stops? No kidding. So that next time we this doesn't continue to happen. So if you have thoughts here, I, I, I'm just, I'm amazed that the number can reach that high before someone figures it out. I I always want to know that. How did they figure it out? 
what was the first? What was the tip-off? And, and maybe they didn't. And, and maybe it was right, just a regularly scheduled audit that they do mm-hmm. every five years or whatever, go through and see if any money's being wasted. And they did that and said, ooh, look what we found. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, so, yeah, whether it was that or whether they noticed uh, that, that there was missing money somewhere, that they were paying out more than they should have been, and the audit just kind of confirmed all of that. Uh, if you have thoughts, 913-586-7798. We'll take a break here. Uh, we're having trouble. At the moment, it's in an area of the Northland with people leaving their doors unlocked and stuff inside. And gee, that stuff is being taken. We'll get to that coming up here in KMBZ. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Phone number 913-586-7798. As we go to Weatherby Lake for this story that we've done before it just happens to be in platte county this time yeah you're right i mean uh, four or five times just in my short tenure here so far we've had stories about different areas of town that are being targeted for uh for theft and it's in the case of the, the what's going on in the northland right now it's theft out of vehicles and theft out of garages and according to the article uh it's all happening in garages and cars that are unlocked it's just people going around neighborhoods and testing, just checking the cars, checking the doors in the garage, seeing if anybody left a garage door open or uh, you know just left the you know the small door to the garage unlocked and going in and stealing stuff. I, I don't know what you need to do to tell people secure your stuff. Yeah, close your garage door. And I would even say, and I get that this is probably irritating, but take your garage door opener out of your car every night. Yeah. Because if somebody steals your car, like the whole car itself, or just breaks in, they steal your garage door opener, they can get into your house. Exactly, yeah, because that door, if you figure that the big garage door is, you know, when that goes all the way down, it's effectively locked. So mm-hmm. nobody's going to be able to get in that way. So most of us leave, and I include myself in this, the door between the garage and the house 
unlocked all the time. There's no point in locking it. They can't get into the garage. But right. but you're right. And especially if you have a garage door opener in your car or one built into your car, then uh, yeah, do not leave the car unlocked under any circumstances when it's sitting in front of your house. You're begging for somebody to break in. Yeah, um, I I guess I, I understand that not every car locks. Not every car is a key fob, right? Yeah. I mean, where you can just hit the, like, you have to physically do it. But I guess I just figured that we were just all in the practice of locking our cars when we get out of them. And, and I guess that's not normal practice for everybody. No, and yeah, you're right. I mean, it's changed so much uh, with Jen's car. If you, all you have to do is close the door and walk away from it. And That's how mine it, is. And it automatically yeah. locks. So, yeah. I mean, it beeps the horn and all of that stuff and lets you know that it's locked. But with my car, I, I don't even have the option of using the – my car doesn't have lock buttons. It, it locks a different way on the inside. But you can't lock it from the inside and then close the door and have it stay locked. You have to lock it from the outside with a key. So okay. it's become a habit for me. Whenever I'm driving my car, I'll shut the door and immediately I lock the door with a key. Just so it's almost a thing to not only lock the door, but then to remind me, yes, I actually did that. You have to take an action to do it. Even though mine does the same thing. I think I think the rule is that if the key fob gets more than 10 feet away from the car, it locks automatically. And you can hear it as you're walking away. But there's a little button on my um, door handle. Yeah. And I just push that anyway. My habit is get out of the car, push it anyway, so that I can hear it right away. I know that it's locked, and then I walk away. Yeah. Um, but I've said before that when I had my Cobalt that was a 2008, 2007 that I drove for like 10 years, it did not have any of that. You had to, it didn't even have a key fob. You had to lock the button from the inside and then close the whole thing. And you had to think about it. Um, there was a day where I was unloading stuff out of my car and I came inside and was gonna go back out, but didn't. And it was, and I left it unlocked, oh, I'll be right back. And the next morning, the exact same thing had happened. Somebody went around just pulling on door handles. Sure just looking to see what they could find. And I didn't have a lot in it, but I had change in the door, like for the Aldi quarter. And I had a jacket, <laughs> a leather jacket in the back seat. And they took that. Yeah. And, and it's irritating, right? I mean, like you said, the the only time that totally we Totally my fault. The only time we ever had a car broken into, they actually did break into it. We had locked it and, at a hockey game. And somebody broke into the car while we were at the game because they figured, well, we know we've got three hours. So, you know, uh, but there was absolutely nothing of value in the car. And that's really the, the best idea of all is just don't leave anything valuable in your car. And I'm trying to think of, and if you want to weigh in here, 913-586-7798, what do you keep in your car that you justify kind of keeping in there? Um, like I'm thinking, do you keep the emergency $100 bill in your, <laughs> never in your glove box? <laughs> no. Um, are, are, you know, are there just things that you keep there? Because we've done the story before about, um, like domestic violence victims will keep valuables in the car so that whoever they're having trouble with doesn't have access to them. They'll keep cash and things like that in their car so that they can't be stolen. Or you just live in a neighborhood and you figure those items are safer in your car than they are yeah, in your house. To me, even though it's an expense, I, in fact, I don't even know. I, I don't even know right offhand what they cost, but that's reason enough to get a safe deposit box. Go to the bank, yeah. you know, get a safe deposit box and, and leave that stuff in there. Do you know what those run by any chance? 
I mean, I know what my storage space costs. I can't imagine a safe deposit box would be very much. I have it in my head. It's like a hundred bucks a year. Yeah. Okay. That, I don't have one, but I'm on my mom's. I would have guessed. Yeah, about ten bucks a month, something like that. Yeah. Just given the because it's not a real big space, and they have it. So, uh, and I know that you can get bigger ones if you need to, but that's yeah, that that's probably the best idea for something like that, passport and stuff like that. Somebody on the text line just said they keep water, blankets, and a pistol with two hundred rounds. Wow, and you just leave that in your car all night. That doesn't seem like a great idea. <laughs> uh, tools, um, I, I'll bet that's a fairly common one, that the most valuable thing that you keep in your car, most of that's probably going to be either in the trunk or in a lockbox in a in a pickup truck, like the ones that go in the bed. Yeah. Uh, the tools, chainsaws, uh, somebody said binoculars and a cheese grater. <laughs> I, the binoculars, I understand. I'm curious about the cheese grater. How that do, weapon? Uh, <laughs> can you, but you'd have to really get them to stand still for a while. It's like, hang on. Um, Give me those fingers. <laughs> I will grate you. Here. Um, I, I guess anything can be a weapon if you're patient enough. But uh, yeah, somebody else. Radios. That that doesn't happen much anymore. Um, mm-hmm. It seems like it used to. Boy, it, it, the, getting a car stereo stolen. Somebody mm-hmm. said uh, a CB radio, uh, something along those lines. They, they're just a lot harder to get out of the dashboard now than they used to be. I want to talk for a second about leaving your gun in the car with the 200 rounds. Um, is it in a lockbox in your car? Or are you just so. leaving it under the seat? And if so... Why are you not taking it in with you? A couple of you have said this. Everyone should keep at least one weapon. Well, yeah, but it doesn't do you any good if it's in the car and you're not. So when you get out of the car, take it with you. Yeah, why does it need to be in the car with you not there? Um, Yeah, when I was gone, uh, for the first time I I was in a hotel that, um, I was in a really great town, but there was something about this hotel that just gave me the willies just a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it was one night and I wasn't gonna worry about it, but there was just something about it. And it didn't have a chain lock on the door. And and I didn't didn't like that. And I didn't like that you couldn't, that there was, you didn't have to have the hotel key to use the elevator. And I laid in bed, and for some reason that just got to me. And so I literally laid in bed that night on Amazon in New Zealand and ordered for myself for the first time, bear spray, an alarm, that I will carry with me now, like a really loud alarm. Okay. And I researched door jams that will have an alarm on them. So if somebody opens your door, like it's supposed to keep your door shut, but if somebody gets past that, an alarm will go off. All this stuff arrived when I got back. Yeah. But it made me think about, I'm gonna keep that stuff with me. The, the bear spray and the alarm, I'm not keeping in my car. I need that stuff with me. Just make sure you don't try to take the bear spray through TSA. <laughs> that goes in the suitcase. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. I don't think they would enjoy having that on the plane. But yeah, yeah uh, my, my favorite hotel story about that, about being in a hotel and then realizing how sketchy the place is, is when we closed the door, Jen and I were on our way back from New York and uh, stopped in Indianapolis at the worst hotel I've ever, second worst hotel I've ever stayed in my life. The other one was also in Indiana. But uh, this one, when we closed the door, there, you know how they, the, the little slide door lock that you're talking about? Mm-hmm. There were three sets of screws uh-huh. that had been pulled off the door. 
like there was one, but you could see the holes where the other three were. And I was like, does that mean the cops have kicked this door down three times or that somebody has broken into this room three times or is it uh-huh. a mix of the two? Yeah, I ordered all of that stuff, and hopefully mom's not listening because <laughs> I started thinking, like, who else should I be buying all of this for? Yeah. Just especially the the, the alarm to keep on your key ring. Let's go to Mike in Topeka and see what he's got going on today. Hello, Mike. Hey, guys. Um, so I just wanted to touch base a little bit on the keeping your firearm in the car and why someone would do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those who don't know, I do carry a firearm with me everywhere I go. Um, but there are some places you can't take a firearm. For example, schools. You know, I have a lot of nieces and nephews. If they've got a play or a sports event or something, obviously I can't take my firearm in, into the school with me. That would be very bad. <laughs> sure. Um, so I'll leave it in the car, but I always, always, always put it in a lockbox. Um, I actually, I have two different versions. I have one that um, is mounted to the side of the console that bolts into the frame. Um, and then I recently got a new one that I absolutely love. Um, I showed you a picture of it in our in our Facebook chat. Is it replaces the headrests in your car? They run about six hundred bucks for two of them, and at first glance, you don't know it's a safe because it just looks like a regular headrest. Yep. And then you just flip up the side of it, and it's got your little you know, key entry there. So if someone breaks in the vehicle, you know they could rummage through it all they want, and chances are they're never going to find it. Yeah, that's that's smart. I like that a lot. And I was thinking uh, with the one you said is bolted to the frame that uh, as v- even before you got to that, I was thinking not only a lockbox, but you don't want somebody to take the lockbox either, you know, with a gun in it. So having something right, that's yeah. mounted and I mean, even to the point of having something that's mounted in the trunk probably wouldn't be a bad idea because then you've got two things you need to get into with a key in order to get it. Yeah, absolutely. That's where um, I, I keep a, a, an emergency prep bag with me where I have all of my first aid stuff and the basic survival things for, yeah. you know, whatever life is going to throw my way. And I keep that in a, in a box I built myself that I mounted in the truck for in the trunk for that exact reason. Got a boy. All right, Mike, thanks. Uh, thanks, guys. Bye. Yeah, appreciate it. So there is a safe way to do it. But, yeah, there's there's also a very unsafe way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's get one more call and then um, there might be some breaking news going on locally, but we'll clear some of that up yeah let's check in with jay and gardner hey jay are you tuning yeah yeah what's on your mind jay hello have you got me sure. we do okay i uh what i was gonna say and it kind of goes along with this guy here he had a good idea with a lockbox and having it bolted down but i've had several friends that when they go out dancing with their girl or whatever and they go to a bar they can't take their guns in the bar and these criminals know that so they're breaking into in the parking lot while you're in there enjoying your evening and, and looking for guns. Yeah. And he's had several of them stolen out. So, I mean, not everybody's going to spend the investment, you know, and they know that. You know, that's a big investment to put a lot. And I like his idea of having that thing bolted down, but uh, make it actually harder for them to have to fight for it. But but that's the point I want to make. They uh, they will hit the – and I don't think you can carry it in a bank. But, you know, the, the main thing is if you're in a – in a bar, they figure you're going to be in there drinking, dancing, having a good time. You're not going to run out and check on your car every hour. So they know they've got a little time to work on your car and get in and get yeah. out. That's why you don't carry them with you everywhere you go when you get out of the car. You yeah. got it. All right, Jay. Yeah, if, if, thank you. Yeah, that's uh, like I said. That's why they they hit us when we were in the hockey game. They knew they had three hours, so you know they just go to the the nearest. Uh, um, the, the, you know, it was a downtown hockey arena in Nashville, and they just go to the nearest garage to the arena, and they know that anybody that's parked there at seven thirty at night, they're all, they're inside the game. 
Yeah. If you have thoughts on this, uh, feel free. Keep these coming in. 913-586-7798. We'll take a break. Get to more of your comments next on KMBZ. 913-586-7798. We will get to some breaking news out of Newark Penn Station. We've got some news coming out of Park Hill that we'll get to coming up as well. Uh, But we were talking about the story out of Weatherby Lake in particular. Although in general, just the warning, don't keep stuff in your car of any value and lock your car lock your car lock your garage door lock your outside doors obviously i mean just the the but you know with the garage doors themselves that's a really big issue because you know people can walk into your into your garage take a whole bunch of stuff you're in the house you don't even know what's going on mm-hmm. let's go to cindy Absolutely. and raymore hello cindy hi um my house is in Raymore, and I live by the police station and the fire department right on 58. And they keep in my backyard through my big privacy fence through a gate, and I have another little gate to keep the dogs from getting too close to the house. And they opened that gate and went and caught, cut my phone lines, my Wi-Fi lines. Then they went back out through the gate and went to the back door, and they kicked it in. And I had stuff piled up high to try to keep in case something did happen like that. I've lived there 28 years. I've never had a problem. And they kicked and kicked and kicked until they got in. And they came through the house. I was at work. My mom is almost 88 years old. She was in the back bedroom with her door shut asleep. And they came in and went through one of the spare bedrooms. My my little granddaughter, she's 10, went through all her drawers, threw everything all over the place. Went back in my bedroom, got in a closet, found a little sentry safe, and I only had $700 in it, but I still, it was makes me mad. And they took that, and then they got up at the top and messed up all the sweatshirts and found this little, uh, like a garage sale tin, and it had a bunch of old money in it that was my dad's from the 50s and 60s. They took that. They went through all my jewelry etages, and they had boxes of jewelry laying all over the bed, but... I can't tell what they took and what they didn't take. And then uh, they just got in my mom's purse and took $200. Wow. And then they dropped change all over the bedroom floor. But that's how brazen they were. They, My mom woke up, heard them. I come home in the middle of the day to make sure she was okay, to feed her lunch and her little dog. And she said, somebody came to the garage. And I said, did they use the code? And she guys said, who was it? She goes, I don't know. I heard heavy footprints. And I said, Mom. And she goes, no, I started hollering some of the people that she knows, you know, in the family. And she said, they wouldn't answer. And she said, and I said, it's Norma. I'm in here. It's Norma. Answer me. And she said, they wouldn't answer. So she said, I laid there for a, lo- a while longer. And then she said, I finally said, okay, I'm getting up. And she said, I started to get up. And she said, they left. And... Oh, I was, this happened last Tuesday, and I'm oh, telling wow. you, that whole week, I was a wreck, just crying and bawling because of what could have happened. And I was supposed to have been there at 1.30, and I was at a client's house, and I was there a little bit longer, and I got home at 2.20, and they cut the lines at 1.14, so I would have walked in on them if I would have got home at 1.30. So it's terrifying what they might have done if I yeah. would have came home. Well, I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't. I'm sorry your mom had to go through that too. But uh, have you? Uh, I'm assuming they haven't caught anybody. No, nope, the detectives are on it. There's two detectives and 
a police officer, but I really know God had a plan because he kept me there talking, and I'm a talker anyways, and he kept me there longer because I kept saying, I got to get home to mom, I got to get home. And then mom, she stayed in the room. She didn't come out, and she's not that type. She'll usually come out, and she didn't. So I money, $900 is a lot of money to a lot of people, yeah. but not what could have happened. Right. And but yeah, I'm just glad everybody's safe. Cindy, best of luck with it. I hope they catch whoever did that to you. And that's the thing. I mean, if if they're brazen enough to do something like that, the last thing you want to do is make it easy on them. Yes. Yes. All right. Thanks to everybody who got in here. Uh, we are working to reach Matt Fleener over at Channel 9, uh, and we'll wait and see if we can get a hold of him, perhaps, to talk more about this Park Hill story. While we have a moment, um, Twitter's loving this story. Uh <laughs> We have a bull, big horns, bull, yeah, uh-huh. uh, loose on the tracks at Newark Penn Station. <laughs> it's a particularly big deal because yeah. that's a pretty big, it's a pretty big station by itself. It's a, fr- a big feeder station into New York City. And those trains into New York City can't go right now because there's a bull on the tracks. And you weren't kidding. It is a longhorn. It is a yeah. Texas longhorn uh, steer, I'm assuming. Um, <laughs> that's fantastic. The, the photograph of this thing just standing there on the tracks. And behind <laughs> it, I mean, there's a fence and uh, a little orange cone. I mean, it is the most out-of-place looking bull you've ever seen in your life. Uh, that's fantastic. Uh, I, I hope they're able to. I mean, who in Newark is going to know how to wrangle a bull? <laughs> right. How far for, into Pennsylvania are they going to have to find people to come in <laughs> and know how to wrangle it? More importantly, where did it come from? Yeah, that that's a good Who's question. Driving through New Jersey <laughs> with this thing that got loose. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, did it come in on a train, perhaps? I, I don't know. Is, is Penn Station, Newark, even Newark Penn Station, not the, this is the one in Newark, not the one in New York yeah. City. Um, that's that's mostly commuter. I, I'm i sure they, is, they yeah. probably have some cargo rail, but not much. That's wild. Uh, trains are experiencing 45-minute delays between Newark <laughs> and New York City because of the police activity. And by the way, they haven't caught it yet. Mm-hmm. So good luck. All right, we'll <laughs> we'll take a break here. We'll be back in the next hour on KMBZ. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.